And what I do is news about senior sex, views, often mine, but sometimes guest experts and guest authors. And I do a lot of sex toy reviews. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is the show where we talk about retirement lifestyle, not about money. Remember, there are more things that you need to think about besides money when you retire. And if you'd like to have a more interactive experience, join us at our private Facebook group by going to rockyourretirement.com slash Facebook community. I am so excited that I have author Joan Price on the show today. Now, for those of you that have little ones, I want you to know that we are going to be very sexually explicit on this show. So this is not for little one's ears. Joan Price calls herself an advocate for ageless sexuality. She is a prolific author. She's written several books, including The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50, How to Maintain or Regain a Spicy, Satisfying Sex Life. She's also written Naked at Our Age, Talking Out Loud About Senior Sex, and a memoir, Better Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60. Are you seeing a pattern here, listeners? <laughs> At age 72, Joan continues to talk out loud about senior sex, and this can be either partnered or solo, so we're going to talk to her about that. She goes around and talks in speeches and workshops, and I've also heard a little bird told me that she also does webinars as well, and she can tell us a little bit about that. She has a blog about sex and aging called www.nakedatourage.com, and she's been offering senior sex news, views, and sex toy reviews since 2005. That that rhymes, doesn't it? Sex news, views, and toy reviews. <laughs> Joan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Kathy. I'm so glad to be here with you. Well, I'm glad that you agreed to be on the show. This is going to be quite fun, I'm sure. Absolutely, because if you can't laugh at sex at our age, what can you laugh at? <laughs> exactly. And that brings me to my first question. Do we have to hold hands in a bathtub? <laughs> How big is your bathtub? Well, you've seen you've seen those those commercials on TV, two people in bathtubs holding hands. <laughs> well, I'd rather the hands were free to roam actually. <laughs> so, I guess I wanted to ask you, we're going to really get into some questions and it, feel free to stop me if if I ask something too personal. But um my life is three open books, Kathy. I don't know that you could ask me anything too personal, but I'll keep that in mind. In case I you... love it. I love it. So I wanted to know what you think about drugs like Viagra and Cialis. Do you think they should be covered by Medicare? Sure. I do think that, but I also, the reason I hesitated in answering, I didn't know that was the part of the question you were going to ask, <laughs> because I think we rely too much on an erect penis as real sex. 
We can have wonderful sex without an erect penis. We can have wonderful sex without penetration. And often when people use the performance-enhancing drugs like Viagra, there is it's like the penis then becomes the focus of the whole thing. And since most women, 75% of women, do not reach orgasm through intercourse alone, they need direct clitoral stimulation, then they are sometimes they sometimes feel like they're left in the dust. So what should we do? So, well, I think we need to expand our idea of what real sex is. It isn't that this and this and this is a prelude to sex and then boom, 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 penetration is real sex and everybody has an orgasm and we're done. Sex for us is really different. It's bigger than that. We may want to spend an entire afternoon exploring each other. Orgasms may happen several times. They may not happen at all. That's not the end all of sexuality for us anymore. We don't have to concentrate on the big event being penetration because sometimes that's not comfortable for an extended length of time. Now, it's maybe it's not comfortable at all, or maybe it's fine for part of our sexual interaction, but not the main course. Sex is this enormous buffet of delicacies, and we don't need to just think that the meat platter is the only thing on the table. Okay, so if I'm a vegetarian, what kind of things can I, as I, I do? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I thought twice about, do I say tofu platter? No, no I'm joking. I'm not really a vegetarian. I was using oh, that really. in the in the sense you were talking. <laughs> so how does that work if, let's say, I can't have penetration? Let's say my partner you know, for maybe a medical reason and, you know, Cialis and Viagra don't work. Let's say it's not just the fact that there are other things on the menu. Let's say I physically can't. Then what? Yeah. What, what do I do? Then you and your partner, if you're lucky enough to have one and realize that solo sex is real sex too, and I hope we talk about that at some point, well, what we need to do is go on this journey of exploration of what feels good to us now. Where do we like to be touched? What arouses us? We can have arousal and orgasm without penetration, without an erect penis. We can have all that. But we need to be clear about what we need. And sometimes that means we need to explore on our own. Because we may not know. We may be more aware of what doesn't work for us now than we are aware of what does work for us now. So it's up to us with our hands and our sex toys and our partners, if we happen to have one, to explore what feels good, what gets us excited, what stimulates us, what do we like, and what doesn't work for us anymore. Now, if there is a medical reason for what doesn't work for us anymore, I plead with people, go to a doctor, get a medical workup, find out what's going on. If there aren't erections or if um, there is vaginal pain or, uh, or tightness that makes intercourse impossible, whatever the situation might be, find out what's going on. Don't just take that as, oh, well, I'm getting old. 
none of this is a normal sign of aging. All of this has a cause. And sometimes the cause can be fixed with the right medical attention. And sometimes it is a sign that something else is going on. For example, uh, erectile dysfunction can be an early sign of heart disease or of diabetes or of a number of other medical conditions. It's like the canary in the coal mine, if you know that, that, um, that analogy, that it is a, a warning sign that something is going on in your body and it really behooves you to get answers to what's going on. Now, as I say this, I know that many people in our audience are going to say, yeah, but it is impossible to talk to my doctor about sex. My doctor is 15 years old. Well, that's an exaggeration, but <laughs> seems 15 years old um, and has 10 minutes for me when I go in and only seems interested in treating verifiable medical conditions, not talking about my quality of life. So I have... Um, I have a mantra that I call the medical mantra that I give people for how to talk about sexuality with their doctors. May I share that with you? Oh, please do. I'm, I'm at the edge of my feet. Oh, good. So I recommend that people repeat after me, so I'll leave time for people to do that, and memorize this medical mantra. Doctor, my sexuality is important to me. These are the things that are interfering with my pleasure. Help me find out what's going on so we can fix it. If you can't help me, please refer me to someone who can. Those are powerful words. <laughs> you know, if absolutely. we all said that or some version of that that feels right to us, can you imagine how with boomers and seniors all going into their doctors and saying this, how the medical profession would be forced to change, would be forced to learn, would be forced to say, oh boy, I better get up to speed on vaginal pain, on erectile dysfunction, on how to have good sex with uh, when there is a problem, how aging bodies respond sexually and what works what do, I better get up to speed where can I find the information of course I have some ideas of where they can find the information <laughs> your blog right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh okay now I have a question so pretty much all my adult life I've heard well sex is exercise when you have sex it's it's good for you that kind of thing but they're always talking about um, you know, more vigorous sex, right? So as you get older, I found that the sex becomes less vigorous. And you, you're you bringing up solo sex, which I'm imagining is way less vigorous. So is that as good for you, you know, physically, like, I, you know, how they say that if you want to prevent Alzheimer's, you need to exercise because the blood gets to your brain. Is that the same with partnered and solo sex as well? I am, as you speak, leafing through my book to find the 33 reasons that sex is good for you. There we go. 33 reasons why sex is good for you. 
it doesn't have to be vigorous sex. It isn't a matter of cardiovascular exercise. We need to get that in other ways. And in fact, sex will be better if we exercise before sex. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, there's a really good reason for that. Because one of the problems, one of the things that interferes with how responsive we are sexually is that our blood flow is sluggish. The blood flow slows down as we age. So anything we can do to increase blood flow is going to also increase blood flow to the genitals. And therefore, since arousal is engorgement of the genitals, following me? Making yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. That if we exercise first, we get that blood flow going, we will get aroused most easily. So exercise and sex are not the same thing. They're both really important. And as far as why sex is good for you, I'm not going to read all 33, but let me just give you some samples in case they hadn't occurred to you. And by sex, we mean any sexual activity and orgasm with or without a partner, okay. with or without. Okay. It reduces stress, enhances mood, strengthens the immune system, keeps sex organs healthy, improves blood flow helps with sleep, helps with healing wounds, relieves headaches and other body aches, relieves depression, reduces risk of heart disease and prostate cancer, dermatitis, relieves chronic pain, etc. Wow. So, hey, it's what the doctor ordered, even if the doctor doesn't know to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they should be doing more research on this. They should, well, you know, some of the research is there. It's just that doctors have so much to keep up with. And I understand it. I love doctors. I'm a doctor's daughter and a doctor's sister. So I'm not at all anti medical. But I keep urging doctors to get themselves educated in sexuality. It's not a part of their medical training. At most, they probably have an hour of sexuality training. And, that, and that's nothing to do with senior sex. That's any kind. Right. Right. Good point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to take a short break and we will be right back with Joan Price talking about senior sex. Want to know the story behind Pottern Family? Pottern Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters, the podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate. We're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Pottern Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the epic film guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown movie and TV review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, The One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. 
But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Joan, welcome back to the show. We were just talking about your blog. Do you want to mention that to the listeners? I would love to tell about my blog. This has been going, as you said, since 2005. I'm shocked at myself. And what I do is news about senior sex, views, often mine, but sometimes guest experts and guest authors. And I do a lot of sex toy reviews. <laughs> that I must have, be fun. <laughs> well, you know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I am picturing you right now. <laughs> don't picture it. Don't picture Walking it. <laughs> into a sex toy store yeah. and buying 10 sex toys. Now, do you buy them or do you get them delivered discreetly by Amazon? <laughs> oh, no. Don't buy your sex toys on Amazon. That's an important point. Oh. They often are selling knockoffs. Oh, yeah. So get them from, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because people think, oh, this is half the price that it is in a sex shop. It's not the same thing. Oh, so you do go into the sex shop. So I'm just imagining oh, you gosh, walking yes. in, walking into the sex shop and then coming out with like three, four bags of toys. Is that? <laughs> Actually, I have an easier time than that because the retailers and the companies that make the sex toys all want my reviews. Mm, but they so didn't at first. So tell us they how that, send them to me. Tell us how it was when you first started doing this. <laughs> uh, well, actually it was it was pretty easy to incorporate the, I did not review sex toys at the beginning of my blog. I was talking about sexuality, but I wasn't reviewing toys until probably 2008. I'd have to double check to be sure. Mm -hmm. Even so, that's a lot of toys. It's right. It's 100 toys. <laughs> but, but what I find, I have a very distinct reviewing style because I review them from a senior perspective. Mm -hmm. There are lots of sex toy reviewers. They're wonderful. They're so much fun to read. And they're almost all young. The ones that aren't young still don't make that an important issue in their reviews. I do. There are certain things that are important to us as we pass 50, 60, 70, 80 that weren't important before. So I review toys from the perspective of a senior, how well they fit my criteria for a good sex toy. You want to know what some of those criteria are? Yeah, tell us. Well, for one thing, it has to be really powerful because we need extra stimulation. We just don't feel anything or it gets annoying. Okay. We need it to be able to go for a long time without <laughs> losing its charge or heating up or catching on fire. Oh, catching on fire. That's... I know. That doesn't happen with the good toys, but cheap toys, they could. And cheap phones or expensive yes, phones, that's, that's the case, right. maybe. <laughs> or phone chargers. They yeah. Uh, they need to be ergonomic so that they're comfortable to hold with arthritic wrists. Oh, good point. The control should be easy to see or feel without having to put on our reading glasses in the middle of everything. <laughs> that they should that be could be a easy problem. to use with lubed fingers because we need lubricant. And there's nothing worse than just uh, your thumb sliding to the off button instead of the higher button. Mm, okay. Oh, no. They need to be made out of body safe materials. 
This is why it's important not to buy them on Amazon. Oh, right. Because they're made in China or whatever. I know. That's exactly right. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but there are some materials that are illegal in baby toys. They're illegal in dog toys, but they're not illegal in sex toys. Oh, my gosh. And these are chemicals that, well, these are materials that leach chemicals into our body. And since we have, it's especially important, it's important for all ages, but it's important especially for our age because we have thinner vaginal tissue and we're more likely to have little nicks or lesions. Right. Which and so it gets in your bloodstream. It gets directly right into the bloodstream. Oh my gosh. Pow. Right. So oh, that is a good point. It's so important. And so I've made a point of educating myself about these materials, but also of relying on retailers that do not carry the bad stuff, don't carry what they call toxic toys. Mm. So on my blog, nakedatourage.com, you'll see a list on the right-hand column of, of sex toy retailers that I recommend, that I endorse, that I know are good, that care about customer service, that support my senior sex mission. They support that. They are educational as well as uh, selling retail. Uh, often they hire me to give speeches. Oh, okay. Now that's a sign that they care about us, right? Let's Absolutely. bring Joe into Minneapolis to speak at the Smitten Kitten. <laughs> I love that, it. Isn't that a good name? Yeah. That is a that good is name. That is a wonderful sex toy shop in Minneapolis. Oh, wow. Okay, so so you actually go to the retail stores and give talks. I love it. I do. I give talks at many places, but including uh, sexuality shops. Okay, so I have another question for you. And uh, are we, do we have the six areas? Are there any more than than six um, on how you review these sex toys? Um, yes, yes, yes. Many of us like slimmer toys. If we're doing penetrative toys, we prefer something slim because we we have discomfort with something very girthy. So whereas many of the young reviewers say, you know, I'm a size queen, bring it on. We say, I'm a slim queen, <laughs> make, it, make it slimmer. And when I review penetrative devices, I will always say what the diameter is. Oh, okay. So that if we have, if we have a limit, like my limit is one and a half inches. I don't want anything that is thicker than that. It just isn't comfortable. And for many of my readers, they want even slimmer than that if they have vaginal pain, which I do not have. Uh, but some of them we say, you know, I, I want to find something that's an inch or that's 1.25. As long as people know what is comfortable for them, they can check out right away whether uh, something I review would work. That's oh. pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, these are things I certainly would never have thought about. So Yeah, I spend my days thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, having sexy thoughts. I get it. I get so, it. So well, another point to this is the companies that want me to review their sex toys, I have so much respect for them because they're saying, Joan, we would like to reach the seniors, but only if what we're selling is right for them. So would you give this a test? Give this a, a run. Okay. So you've reviewed over a hundred sex toys. What do you have a sex toy museum in your house or something? I mean, what's going on with that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I wish there were 
a way to easily recycle sex toys. <laughs> and I don't think electronics so. Now it's not just remove the battery and it's plastic. It's we've gone so far beyond that that these are electronic devices now. So um, I do have a few people that say. Joan, I don't care if they're used. Send me anything you don't like. Mm. And that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, even, but if there's something I think is not good, well, I don't want to give that to a friend either. Right. You know, you, something that's good. So I have to say they're piling up. And I, <laughs> I want to see a picture of that on your blog, like just a picture of all that. your discarded toys in a big pile. <laughs> Right now, I've got, let's see, two drawers, a few boxes, a few, a carton or suitcase. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can. Pouches. Yeah, I should just put them all in a pile and take a picture. That would be That's fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm, make sure you send me an email when you do that so I can see the picture. Absolutely. Or maybe I'll use it. I'll use it in the show notes for your episode. Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. We should totally do that. <laughs> okay, so you and I are not that shy. What about people who are a little shy? Maybe they have a cleaning lady. They don't want the cleaning lady to see the toys. What do they do? A locked box. A locked box. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Yeah, it is. And they actually make some that are special for sex toys that have these little alcoves and, and divided drawers and so on with with keys. But you can really get any kind of locked box. Oh, so some people have gun safes and you have sex toy safes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't lock them. I live alone. And, right. and if, if, if my cleaning person finds them, then okay, clean them off. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. You know, you always hear these stories of, of sex toys starting to turn on at the airport, you know, and your bags are being yes. checked. And it's like, I can just imagine somebody being super embarrassed about that. <laughs> well, and not only that, but I've heard I'm friendly with uh, a number of sex educators, especially on on Facebook. And they'll sometimes write about, oh, my God, my suitcase. Oh, I was going to give a presentation in such and such a place. I was carrying my dildos. And my suitcase <laughs> opened on the conveyor belt and the dildos started marching down. Oh, my goodness. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> I know. My, my great aunt, I remember, was terribly embarrassed because her suitcase once opened and her girdle popped out. Oh, we're so beyond girdles now, aren't and we? she was so embarrassed. She didn't want to claim the suitcase. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't it funny how we've progressed through the years? I know, but now it's my magic wand bopping down the conveyor belt. <laughs> you know, now they're making sex toys that have that can be locked for travel. Oh, and, and that's yeah. okay with the TSA? Um, if it's in checked luggage, I don't know about taking it on board. I don't know the answer to that. It's probably all right. It's not a weapon. Well, you know what? I think I think that's great that, that you can lock that. Because, you know, they do open your bags and they do go through your well, things. It, it doesn't mean you lock it so it's invisible. It means that one of the – that if you put press two particular settings, the thing can't turn on. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> so they can still pick it up and say, what's this? It's a rabbit vibrator, you dummy. Yeah, oh. I don't want somebody. I don't want somebody touching it. If you know, I'm like, don't touch that. That's mine. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I guess um, a lock, like a gun lock, would be good on a on a toy. 
a toy a toy lock in your house <laughs> so it doesn't doesn't go off at inappropriate moments yeah, that is good. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you have given us some really great things to think about. Definitely solo sex as you as you don't have partners or, you know, maybe maybe as part of partnered sex. Um, how did you get you've been doing this for a very long time? How did you get into doing this? Doing this being the whole the, senior sex thing yeah. or the sex toy thing? Yeah, the whole blog, the, the whole yeah. senior sex, the toy, every all of it. Well, it started when at age 57, I fell in love with a man who was 64. Mm. And we were having the most amazing sex life. We were having the most amazing love affair. And part of that was the most amazing sex. And I thought, well, wait, how come this is such a secret that at our age, we can be having not just dynamic sex, but exhilarating sex that we could never even imagine when we were young. It, it was so much better than young sex in many ways. And I said, oh, why aren't there any books that convey the kind of experience we're having? And Robert, my love, said, well, you're the writer. Write your own. Oh, that was a great advice, wasn't it? Yeah. So I wrote a book titled Better Than I Ever Expected, Straight Talk About Sex After 60. I wrote that when I was 61. And then people started contacting me and saying, well, bully for you, Joan, having great sex at your age, but I'm not. And here's why not. And they would tell me their problems. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need a second book, one that addresses the problems so the first one celebrated celebrated the joy, and then I wrote Naked at Our Age, talking out loud about senior sex, which has um, 125 reader stories and 45 experts answering their questions. It's I, I'm so proud of that book, and it won several awards. It's my most popular book, but not my last one, because in 2015, I wrote the Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50. And this was in answer to people who said, I want more information. Naked at Our Age gave me a lot, but now I want more. I want more medical information. I want more about how to communicate with a partner, what to do when, for example, the medications I'm taking interfere with my sex drive and so on. So I wrote The Ultimate Guide, which really is a nice big book with all sorts of great stuff in it and still fun to read because, as I said, we said at the beginning, if you can't laugh about sex at our age, what can you laugh about? <laughs> exactly. Sex is the perfect thing to laugh about. Right. And um, OK, great. Well, how can our listeners contact you or find out more information about what you do? The simplest way is to go to my website, joanprice.com www.joanprice.com. You can learn all about my books. There's a link there to my blog. If you want to go directly to my blog and learn about the sex toys and other things that I write about, not just that, that is nakedatourage.com. And you'll see there are links to emailing me from both of those. And I give webinars too, so that if you think I'm I can't make it to any of those live talks that I see she's giving, but I sure would love to learn more. Then you can put yourself on the contact form and I will let you know what's going on. 
Great. And I would love to hear from you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Okay, great. Joan, thank you so much for coming on today's show. You have been a delight. Oh, well, you are too. You ask such good questions. <laughs> thank you. For my listeners, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock Your Retirement show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app, and then you search for the show, and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show. 
uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.